check it. Yeah. We in this together. A Spelmanite is a warrior fighting for justice. We can never be silent, so yeah, we causing no ruckus. Lift our voices up to bring injustice down. Speaking truth to power, we loving the sound. Undaunted by the fight, love is all we need. It's time to clear out the air so we all can breathe. Ain't no stopping us, we stick together. This bond is gonna last forever. Marching every day until we free. That's our buried treasure. We're live. Oh, we're we live. are live. Making sure that the sound is good for so everyone can hear us. But yes, we are live. All righty. Well, hi everyone. Welcome to this special edition of the Blue Record. My name is Kayla Smith. I am a graduating senior international studies major with a diplomacy concentration from Stone Mountain, Georgia, and I serve as director of the Blue Record. I'm gonna go next. <laughs> I'm Hollis. I'm a graduating senior as well in the sociology and anthropology major, and I am an exiting host. <laughs> Ananda, I'm popcorning you. Okay, good. I mean, I was, yep, I was prepped. I was ready. Hey, y'all. My name is Ananda Griffin. I'm a junior philosophy major, and I'm a co-editor-in-chief of the Blue Record blog. Hello, my name is Shaquavia Strong. I am a junior psych major, education studies minor from Laurel, Mississippi, and I serve as an archivist of the Blue Work Record, and I'm also the co-president of Difficult Dialogues. With I also meant, yep, I meant to mention that I'm also <laughs> a co-pres of Difficult Dialogues. I was going to circle back to you guys so that we could talk about the special part of this episode. Not only is this a live recording, so shout out to everybody who's here on the stream. Thanks for joining us. But we're doing this conversation with Social Justice Initiative at Spelman College, which is Difficult Dialogues. And why not? I mean, we're the newest. You guys are the premier. And we want to have this conversation with you guys. And it's just amazing that we're all on the same team. So really quickly, I want to share what and who the Blue Record is. The Blue Record is the official podcast for Spelman College. We were founded last year, April 2020, on Founders Day, April 11th. And this podcast is an extension of our love for the Spelman community, justice work, and all things that deal with Black women, period. Difficult dialogues. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, Difficult Dialogues is, as Kayla said, the flagship organization of the Spelman Social Justice Program. Basically, our whole thing is to have difficult dialogues. So we pick pertinent and pressing topics to discuss among a wide audience, both some, sometimes intercultural, inter like university, so our whole thing is just to foster really good and deep and generative conversations. Beautiful. And I'm so you all do it well as a note. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be in conversation with all of you guys. We've been preparing for this conversation for so long, and I'm thankful that's happening today. The title of today's episode is What is a Legacy? pause for dramatic effect, but what is a legacy? 
That's such a weighted question that I don't have an answer to, but it's the guiding question for today's conversation. When we think about the Spelman alumni that have passed through our gates and left their footprint on campus and in the world, to thinking about our own personal legacies that we're creating currently on campus and soon in the world, and even thinking about the legacies of the work we all do as Spelmanites and Spelman women, from our social justice initiatives to leading Fortune 500 companies. Shout out to Ross Brewer. So this could be a really heavy conversation, but with an air of lightness as we think about Founders Day 2021, and the legacy that is Spellman, 140 years in the making. So to kick it off, I'm gonna pass it to Hollis to begin the episode. Yeah, so one question that we really wanted to ask everyone, we start to think about this question of legacy is who is a Spellman alum that you admire and tell us why, we wanna hear it. So I'm gonna pick on you again, Ananda, you're gonna first. Absolutely. So a Spelman alumna that I admire in particular is Dr. Beverly Guy Sheftall for all that she does for Spelman, for everything that she does for Black feminist and womanist studies. Um, and her whole thing is both critiquing and helping Spelman to get to a, a bigger and better place within the culture of Spelman and just like improving Spelmanites to go out and be great people in the world. So I really admire her. I'm going to pass it to Shaquavia. Of course, of course. It is no doubt that anyone who knows me knows that I rep Mississippi to the fullest, and I could not get on here and not discuss my Spelman sister, Stacey Abrams, who is completely shaking up the political landscape with her fight, um, Fair Fight You organization that is helping us get fair elections in the state of Georgia and around the country. So shout out to Stacey Abrams. It's all you, Kayla. Oh, it's all me? Well, I couldn't get on this live and not shout out my shero, Dr. Cynthia Neal Spence. Let me tell you, Dr. Yes. Let me tell you, Dr. Spence has worn many titles in her life. She was a dean for Spelman, a professor, our director for social justice. But honestly, I see her as a mentor, someone who pours into me with love, care, wisdom. I am becoming the woman I want to be because of being in conversation and in proximity with her. So Dr. Spence, thank you. And I also wanna add one more person, Pamela Stiegel. She's the social justice program coordinator in our Spelman College sister of class of 2010. I, I think I'm right with that. Um, both of them pour so much love into all of us, all of our initiatives, they are truly, the behind the scenes people who keep us grounded and supported. So thank you so much, Dr. Spence and Ms. Pam. We're gonna shout you guys out at the end, but I really wanna highlight them as two alumna I love. Yeah, and I definitely agree with you about what you said about this kind of idea of legacy and kind of our Spelman sisters that are helping us now. And so I would be remiss to not shout out my mom, <laughs> who is also a Spelman alum, you know, being, 
a legacy is like a special part of the Spelman experience that at first I thought was super corny, but now I'm realizing that it really is special to have those connections, it, whether it's to like your mom, your grandmother, your cousin, Dr. Spence, or all the awesome people that help us on campus now. I'm just super grateful for those connections. So during my questions, everyone, <laughs> um, something I also really want to hear from you all is just sort of what is your personal history at Spelman? Like, why are you here? What has this place done for you? All of those sorts of things. So whoever wants to start. Um, I think it's so important to discuss the where you come from to where you're going. And being that I'm from a small town in Mississippi, it wasn't even in my radar to find Spelman. But I was just researching and I saw, oh, this number one women's college for Black women? I got to go there. That's for me. And I was very big on wanting to grow as a human being and grow as a Black woman and find my place and personality within this world. And I believe that Spelman was going to cultivate that. I had no idea how I was, was going to get here, but I knew I had the determination to get here. And once I got here for Spellbound, I just knew it was for me. Like all the women was running around and waving and introducing us into the sisterhood. And I just knew that it was the place for me. One of the biggest things for me is when I like when I was deciding on schools in high school is finding a place where I knew that my person and my intellect could be a, like I could find a space for growth for both my person and intellect. And through the best and the worst times at Spelman, I definitely don't think that I would be who I am right now if it weren't for the Spelman experience. Though Spelman does have like its more conservative aspects, Spelman is definitely a place to become, to blossom, to blossom as an intellectual, to blossom as an activist. Um, and those are two of the most important experiences that I have had being in the social justice program and being in the philosophy department, especially because I'm able to, Spelman provides me a specific opportunity to be able to blend both my academic interests and my will to change the world a choice to change the world ha 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 um and like I, I just wouldn't have that if it weren't for Spelman and I'm glad I recognized that early on that's so beautiful um Spelman wasn't my first choice it wasn't I was looking at another school because another shiro of mine taught there and I remember when I went on the campus and did the campus tour all excited thinking that that was going to be my home for four years I didn't feel like home. I felt like a stranger. I felt lost and confused. And it didn't help that the weather wasn't good that week when I went to visit. And yeah, it just feel right. So when I came to a day in the life with my cousins, I think my mom was trying to brainwash them to go to Spelman. I don't know, I guess it worked. Um, I met someone, well, two someones, Dr. Jean Meadows, who was the director of my department, International Studies, and Dr. Julio Gonzalez, who um, was a renowned faculty of the World Language Department who recently passed. I'm not gonna cry. Um, when I went and met with them, they were talking to us about what you can do with the major and how I remember Dr. Gonzalez in particular was trying to push me to be a double major. He was like, Kayla, 
You can do Spanish and international studies, see where you will go. And just to see how invested they were to show me how I can navigate Spelman, really trying to tap into my own interests, seeing that made me feel like they saw me. I wasn't a number. I wasn't just some random girl on campus. They saw me and they knew me and they wanted to invest in me. And that's what I was looking for. And then, like you said, Shay, going to Spellbound really sealed the deal, seeing the community of it all. So seeing that my academic interests, like you said, Ananda, would be prioritized, nourished, cared for. And to know that I would be in a community with Black women and to know what you can gain from that. I think Dr. Height shared with me once that there is salvation when you're in fellowship with Black women. So that's what really brought me and kept me here at Spelman. Uh, that's such a beautiful story. And I feel like I'm cheating, but we had very, very similar experiences, Kayla. I 100% did not want to go to Spelman because my mom went there and, you know, I don't know, something about like being younger, you like want to be different or something. And you like think you don't want your parents to be right about things. So I visited another campus that was my top choice. And I specifically remember there was, this is niche, but there was a panel about domestic exchange. And one of the girls on the panel went to Spelman for her domestic exchange, like experience for a semester. And I remember listening to her and being like, mm, she wish she went to Spelman. <laughs> like I could really, really tell from the way she was talking about it. And at campus, I was so excited to go. It was going to be such a fun weekend and I had a great time, but it didn't feel right. It just didn't like click when I got there and not spellbound, but I actually went to honors preview weekend, which was a similar idea, but just for the honors program specifically. And I remember getting here and feeling so comfortable and feeling so happy to be there and just sitting there and thinking, like oh, my mom was right <laughs> like, like I'm so upset so now I'm gonna have to go home and like get you know get my ego shattered because of course I was wrong again but I like couldn't have made a better choice and it's just a really special experience and it, and it really has like lived up to everything that I've wanted so it's been amazing and that kind of leads me into another question because I'm bombarding all questions today about what has been some of your sort of defining moments in your Spelman experience, whether it be while we were on campus in this like virtual interesting environment, which we'll dig into, but whoever wants to start, I wanna hear all about it. Um, I think that there are several defining moments because I've had a lot of things happen in my personal life, but I think my um, 20th birthday was really a defining moment in learning about sisterhood because I didn't expect to to celebrate. I usually don't celebrate birthdays, not as big and extravagant, but um, I had a brunch with all my friends and they showed up, including Kayla. And um, just to see all of the love surrounding me and people telling me and just telling me that I am important and telling me that I am valid and just loving on me that day was very significant for me because it just showed me like I'm meant to be here and people see that and people want me to be here as well. So that was something that was defining for me. Um, in addition, when I lost my brother in November, I was so distraught and I didn't expect to finish the semester out. 
but not only my peers in my community, but also my professors were so graceful and compassionate with me during that time. And it just showed me like, wow, I can I can survive here. I can live and not just have to, you know, survive and um, push through and do things as business as usual and just pretend like it's normal when it's not. So I'm very appreciative of those defining moments that really gave me a foundation in this community. So I'm very appreciative. That's beautiful. And I kind of have something similar with the birthday. However, mine was the opposite. So before I get into the birthday, I would say my first defining moment was freshman year, fall 2017, way back when, taking honors English 193 with Dr. Height. I had a class. I think we were a size 20. Hollis, were you in class with me? Yeah, I was going to say, you're in that class. Here we go. I remember, I think most of the people on our hall and in the halls of LLC1, Die Lambda Pride. Um, oh, per, we all stayed in Die <laughs> Oh, yeah. No shade to everyone else. <laughs> wow. I love the other dorms. We do. But um, yeah, it was a small, intimate class. And Dr. Height was the first professor in my life to give me a C on a paper. I took that seat with grace, with a little teardrop, and I told myself, I'm going to do better. And Dr. Hyde pushed me to be critical about my writing, to put care into my words, and to know the importance of how you use words. So that was a defining moment. Actually, that class led me into the archives and, and the importance of working in the archives. What does memory work look like? And I've stayed in the archives ever since. Um, so thank you, Dr. Height. I'm going to keep shouting you out until I graduate again from grad school because she's really that person. But another defining moment was my 21st birthday. So I'm a Scorpio, November 17th. Yeah. So November 17th, 2019 was an interesting um, I had a birthday dinner and I planned everything in advance, told all my girls, gave it two weeks. I planned for 10. On the day of my birthday, I hold y'all not, seven people canceled, seven. So people just canceling left and right. I just finished getting my makeup done. I'm just like, okay, so who's going to be at this dinner with me? And lo and behold, Destiny Fillmore and Hannah Price knocked on my door and said, we still going. It's your birthday. So we went, celebrated my birthday, had a wonderful night, got back to the dorm quick enough for me to submit my Miss Spellman application because that's important. That was important. But even when I felt alone, I felt like things were working out. My friends made time for me and they reminded me that, you know, things happen, but we're always going to be there in some way or form. We will show up for you. And that was a defining moment for me. And I think we've all been showing up for each other throughout this virtual space. Like I was on a call with Hannah yesterday talking about our post-Spellman plans. Um, I know my friend Destiny is focused on her museum work, which I'm so excited to see what she does and when she presents. So even though we're not always together, I just know that wherever we are, we're always supporting each other. And that definitely defined my experience.
I'm poking you again per usual, Nanda. <laughs> but I just didn't, I just didn't want to like uh, take up too much time on this question because like I, ha I feel like I have so many defining moments. Like I'm just like everybody's giving all these answers and I'm trying to sit and think of just one. Um, yeah. Because like there's birthdays, like everyone else has highlighted in the different ways that the spell that Spelmanites in your community can make you feel special. There's specific professors who you know are going to have your back for that recommendation period, point blank. Um, cafeteria workers who, like, I, I tore my ACL um, during, like, my sophomore, during, like, the summer before my sophomore year. And the cafeteria workers were like, if I didn't have a friend that was with me that day, they would get somebody to come and like hold my tray for me. Even though at some points I could like hold my tray and walk with one crutch, they were just like, uh-uh, nope. <laughs> like you need to rest, like you need to take care of yourself. So that was a really defining moment for me. But yeah, Spellman, the community that you choose to cultivate, including professors, including people, including cafeteria workers, janitors, the community that you choose to cultivate can really be your forever people, the people that will root for you, the people that will help you. So that's my defining moments, answering the question, expanding a little bit. Yeah, I, I totally relate to that. I, I'm similarly sort of all over the place. And it's funny being on this call, this sounds so like plain and calculated, but it's funny being on this call because a lot of your faces are just like reminding me of all these different ridiculous, but also really wonderful times I've had at Spelman. Um, but I would also just be remiss to not mention, clearly that's my word of the day, to not mention um, going virtual and like what that's been like at Spelman. Um, and that really being a defining moment as well, because as we've talked about, on other episodes of this podcast and on Twitter and everywhere else people may see of conversations. It's, it's been really different kind of navigating, having relationships with our peers on campus or that aren't on campus or at home while we're online. But I also think there's been a lot of defining moments for me virtually, just like whether it be working on this podcast or like taking new classes and meeting new professors that I have never physically ever seen in my life, but building like connections with them. And that's also been, you know, and how Spelman has chosen to navigate that has also been a defining moment for not only us as like upperclassmen, but a lot of younger people that I definitely wanted to shout out as well, because this will be a huge part of um, Spelman's legacy. <laughs> So I'm wondering from you all, where do you see the legacy of this institution of Spelman heading? Like, what do you think is our future? Or what do you hope is our future? Well, I do hope it stops with email threads. That's what I do hope. <laughs> I just have to throw, I mean, now that we're all getting into the digital world, I, I do hope that we all, um, and this is just for life. I don't know, in every group I'm in, working group or school, everyone likes to reply all. It's very odd. But yes, I do hope we <laughs> distance ourselves from that. But um, what I see for us moving forward is returning back to, or maybe not returning, but maybe expanding upon what it means to cultivate community. 
I think that's been a question circulating around many of our chat rooms and group chats as all of us wonder, are we going back in the fall? Well, y'all, not us, we, we're leaving, but how will return to campus look like? Are you going to have a hybrid model? Will people who are not on campus still be able to cultivate community for people? status might be, but for those who are coming back, what will that look like? Um, I'm sure that was my connection, wasn't it? It's all right, you're back now. Bet, but my point is, um, I think Spelman has a long way to go in terms of continuing that conversation and reframing of community ties and how that reflects in our curriculum, how it reflects in our student body, our faculty. But I do think we've set the tone in a sense, a tone that's still taking shape. But I do think that there is potential because there is heart, there is love, there is care here. And you see it in the faces of us the students, the alumni, and some of our beloved faculty. I think about Dr. Phillips. I think about Dr. KPL, love her. I think about Dr. Spence, Dr. Height, Dr. Lewis in education. I, I see all their faces and I see the care they do. Um, I think being a professor's child, you, Oh, that cat's out the bag, doesn't matter at this point, but um, being a professor's child, you see the care that the faculty put. And there are days where you might be like, Lord, I will make it through the semester. I'm currently feeling daunted by the fight. And it's okay, because there are days we're gonna feel daunted, but knowing that a part of this legacy is that you see people finish. And they don't finish on their own. They finish because of a community. They finish because there are faculty who are looking out for them, who give that grace, who give that care. They see it in the peers who check on you when you don't come to class. I remember when my friends text me and I was recovering from a dental appointment. So I think that our legacy is still being added to because of the people who are coming through and will continue to come through our gates. But I think what's gonna define our legacy is our commitment to still cultivating community and how that's gonna shape and shift as we continue to include digital components to the experience that is Spellman. I am, I second you as like about the community thing because a lot of what makes Spelman and a lot of what makes Spelman's legacy like it's not the curriculum alone you have a great curriculum love ADW wonderful beautiful but the people that choose to come here and that choose to engage Spelman in its entirety for what it is and what it can be are the ones who make Spelman what it is who make the culture what it is and who will thus make the legacy what it is. Like even thinking about Moya Bailey, coin massage noir, does all this really, really great black feminist work. Um, and like, actually, if you look through like 
a lot of black feminist circles like in academia you will find at least five Spelmanites in a lot of these academic circles. Legacy of Spelman is the people who choose to take advantage of everything that's going on or, or are very selective and very careful with what they choose, what they take part in. So, um, but definitely taking advantage of the resources in the space that's there. Like for me, um, when I, you know, become an alumna and do great things, the person that will have made me well, the people that will have made me are like, are integral, like thinking about Dr. Sheftall again, thinking about Takenya Foster Singletary, um, Shay Welch, professors like that. Like these are the people who make the legacy. It's the community that Spelman attracts, not just Spelman by itself. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, Ananda, your mind is just amazing. But I do concur about community and not just about cultivating, but sustaining in a positive and healthy way. We have great, beautiful minds, but we need to make sure that these beautiful minds can stay alive. We, we, uh, I feel that a tweet that resonated with me was when a Morehouse um, student was discussing how daunted he felt by the fights. <laughs> of taking a class at Spelman and how all of the Spelman women were concurring, like, oh, I'm down and I'm out. And it's it's a struggle. Like you thought this was a game, it's not. But it's also alarming <laughs> to hear um, all of our sisters in distress. So I hope that in the future, our legacy will be of cultivating the beautiful, healthy mental health of our students instead of, you know, this being daunted by the fight, which is in contradiction of our song. <laughs> Emphasis on healthy, emphasis, emphasis, emphasis on healthy. We can't stress taking care of ourselves enough. I also would like to see that translate in some of our courses. Like Ananda mentioned, our curriculum is top tier and our professors come up with these awesome courses, but I would love to see like an expansion of some courses and even like strengthening certain departments like international studies or the arts. And I know we're planning that slowly but surely, but I feel like we're on the right path. And I think as we as students continue to push the need for community, I think we'll see a change. And I think that's been happening for years at Spelman, thinking about the publications that came before the Blue Record, like the Spelman Spotlight. I think in 1976, in the Spelman Spotlight, you will find that Debbie Newton, who was the editor at the time, and Ms. Newton, if you're on the call, thank you. Your words inspired me. You talked about what are Spelman's priorities. And at the end, you charge students who were currently at Spelman to be a unit, to move as a unit, to listen to each other. I think this Founders Week has been a lot for a lot of us for obvious reasons of still adjusting to a virtual format. But one thing I have seen is that we're still building community. We're still in conversation with each other or finding ways to be in tune with each other. It may not always be there. Yeah, there are days we're not on each other's wave frequency and sometimes Mercury's in retrograde. That, But I do think all of us at our core are starting to realize how special this space is and how it can continue to be special if we invest in it together. I'll pass it back to you, Hollis, before I do a Spelman speech. 
<laughs> no, you're, you're queen of the Samoan speech and I enjoy it every time. So honestly, it's fine with me. Um, that's your role, queen. Um, <laughs> I think that when you talk about, well, we're just bringing up again, this question of like legacy and what it looks like for our personal legacies and what we want Spellman to be forward and something that I've really benefited from and I hope that students continue to do is just to take time to explore like what you like and what you want. I think there, you know, we talk about this idea of like the Spellman woman. I think there's this, there's this idea that we want to be the best at something like super, super specific. And we want to know what we're doing for the rest of our lives right now. And I think that something that's great about Spellman now, but also as the arts expand and all of these different areas of expertise and studies for students really open up, I really hope that students take it as an opportunity to find out that you can be amazing at like so many different things. And you know, the thing that you walked into the door thinking you wanted that you might walk out thinking you want to do 18 other things and that's okay because this is a place to explore and I think the beauty in Spelman for me and my experience has just been how equipped I feel on a personal level and in terms of like my self-confidence to approach any new interest with a sense that like I can do it and I'm very capable and I can like do what I set my mind to and I think that that's the beauty of Spelman and I hope that's a legacy that we can all teach if just one person <laughs> that knows us that's a little bit younger to follow is just to explore every single facet of yourself because it's worth it and you are good enough to do that and yeah I think that's a really special experience that I've had at Spelman but Kayla I want to hear you talk about the blue record and all these other beautiful things you have to say today. Sure I think we've been kind of touching on footprint and legacy and what we're leaving behind. Um, it's so sad to go, but so good to leave. It's such a bittersweet feeling. I don't know. So many conflicting emotions going into this uh, 140th Founders weekend. But a part of it is thinking about the future of the Blue Record. I know we started this a year ago, which I can't wrap my head around how I've been doing this for a year. I'm so grateful to be here and to know where we've come and where we're going. So I'm thinking about the foundation of the blue record. I haven't accomplished everything that I wanted to. Trust me, I got ideas galore. But my hope is that what I've started is something that remains for students. I remember we had an interest meeting for the Blue Record, and we'll talk more about that at the end as a reminder, I think on April 1st, and a student thought that the podcast was and was a gimmick from the administration. Let me tell you the way I was like, I was like, sis, what? No, never that. Mm -mm. We have adult supporters from the administration, but they don't control or produce the content. Like big difference, support versus control. We got support, <laughs> but this is student led. So I think when I'm thinking about the foundation of the podcast, I want it to be rooted in the archives, particularly the Spelman archives, rooted in the voices of students and rooted in care. 
like to cultivate a project that captures Black women, you must, or Black women's opinions, their thoughts, them, you have to do that with care. And I want that to be the foundation that continues to be built upon over the years um, for the Blue Record. And I would love to know you guys' thoughts on the podcast, because I'm still figuring out legacy and I'm still thinking about all of this. Um, but what are your thoughts on the legacy of the Blue Record? I think the Blue Record is a, like, well, I think the Blue Le the excuse me, the Blue Record is something that will last, period. Um, I think that even as I was like, even as you were like telling me, Kayla, about the Blue Record project, because uh, like I remember the text, are you into social justice? Are you into podcasts? Um, let me know and I can give you more details. And I was like, okay. But as I gained more information and as we talked about it more, no, you said red. <laughs> I was like, I was definitely confused. But like, for sure. As we I got mean, when more. I sent that out, I felt so bad. Let me tell you to everyone listening, I, I went out, I was recruiting. Let me tell you, February and March before we were evacuated, I was looking for people I loved and trusted because you got to get the best. Mm -hmm. Hey, and I'm happy to be here, period. So yeah, I think that the Blue Record is a, is a beautiful opportunity for students to be able to voice our opinions on film and stuff, but also like the world. I think we really need this kind of outlet. Um, and the, and um, you know, as, especially as somebody that's been, that's a part of the blog team, write to the blog, submit things, please, and thank you. Um, I am just excited to be a part of this space where students can like express things. And a big part of the Blue Record is archive. So as we're producing these works, as we're producing things, people from the future are going to learn about, learn from what we're doing right now. Like that is huge. That is really, really big. So it's really an opportunity for like a, a Sankofa moment, you know, like looking back in order to move forward. And that's what I really love about the Blue Record. So it's like this endless cycle of legacy making and learning and um, preparing the future while also just learning from the past. And that is the beautiful thing, the biggest legacy thing about the Blue Record, just an opportunity to move forward with the knowledge of those who came before us. I completely agree. I just, my idea of legacy is for young black girls like us to hear the podcast and think, hmm, I want to speak intentionally like that. I want to grow into someone who speaks in that way. I want to grow to someone who is firm in their beliefs in this way that these women are speaking. I want there to be this pillar where young black girls who are trying to figure out where they want to go, we're kind of that little shameless plug into Spellman that kind of, you know, insert that beginning. And I just know that even when you had recruited me, Kayla, I just knew that this was going to be a great product and a great just moment. And I'm so, I'm so blessed to be a part of it. Uh, I'm like so emotional actually thinking about it. Um, I won't be too corny. Can you not actually see my eyes are like watering? <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I totally agree with both of you all, with all of you all, I, that 
the blue record is amazing because the idea that I think we have so many incredible conversations on Selman's campus and we have so many incredible conversations at random seating areas outside of class on Selman's campus and like those are the moments where I feel like I really came into myself and so the idea that we can kind of take a piece of that like community and all those like amazing thoughts and ideas and conversations and actually preserve them is really special to me because I'm sure that when I go back and listen to these podcast episodes in like a couple of years I'll be like I sound ridiculous <laughs> like absolutely what am I talking about <laughs> like I'm such a baby but I think that it's amazing that I'll also be able to go back and see you know what are people who are in my position talking right now and what's important and how do people feel about specific issues and just being able to capture a period of time in this way is so special to me and I hope that as more people as we like all cycle out eventually and more people become involved in the project and it takes on new forms and new ideas this will kind of just be a constant because you know we're leaving Spellman but Spellman is not going anywhere and so it'd be so special to be like connected to all the amazing people that go here in that way and I knew a lot of you all before we started doing the podcast together, but through doing the podcast, I've really been like, wow, <laughs> we go to school with amazing people. Like we actually do all of this, like the editing, all the tech stuff, all of the research, all of the play, like we do every single part of it. And I think that's amazing. And I hope that more people get to take advantage of how empowering it feels to be a part of something like this. For sure. Like this podcast is so special and I really want all of you who are listening today and who will listen to this episode when it drops on our streaming platforms to remember that this podcast is committed to centering our voices. I think we're probably the only podcast that centers Black collegiate women voices at an HBCU. Let that I hope so because only sounds really good. So that's what I would like. <laughs> It does sound good, but let that sink in. Like this project is to capture you, your thoughts, your feelings. So write to the blog, listen to our episodes, join the team. This is not me trying to sign off, but this is me just saying this podcast is an extension of our love for the community. And we need the community to keep this alive, to pour into it, to hear your ideas. I think the best part I love about this podcast is that I listen. I'm listening to my sisters. I am siblings. Um, I'm listening to you all. You know, I want to be a diplomat one day. And a big part of diplomacy that I think a lot of the international relations theorists missed when they were writing their dissertations and telling people how to handle international affairs is that you got to listen to people. You got to hear them. You can only learn and improve and help or be in conversation when you listen. So I think that's the best part of the podcast. But I think something I've been also thinking about is what does legacy mean in a time of crisis? Thinking about our legacy as a podcast, Difficult Dialogues legacy and all the other social justice flagships, even Spellman's legacy. How has that been in a time of crisis. Um, as I've mentioned earlier about uh, the woes of the virtual space from reply all to zooming left and right, 
trying to figure out how to set virtual boundaries. What is this crisis doing to our legacies? Have y'all thought about that? I think about it a lot, particularly because I personally have been concerned with the lack of documentation about how hard things are from a first person level in times of crisis. And I think that opportunities like this, opportunities where we're allowed to speak and we're allowed to write about what we feel without necessarily candy coating everything. Like, I think that that's, that's important for us as a way to like get it out for the community as a way to, you know, heal with and through each other, but also for future generations. So they know like, you don't have to keep it trucking the way, like you don't have to keep going a hundred percent. Like, it's a pan- when, when pandemics happen, like the whole world is supposed to take a pause so things can, you know, chill out or, or, or at the very least slow down. Um, something about the blue record in this time of like crisis that we've, we have each other, like period. As far as getting the work done, we're very, very able to rely on each other. And I'm gonna say that about difficult dialogues too, because the difficult dialogues team is stellar and amazing and I especially want to shout out Shaquavia because listen Shaquavia when I can't get it together Shaquavia got it together and that's period I can't imagine being co-pressed with anybody else so I think legacy right now means being very honest being very honest about how difficult it is um being very honest about how tired we are um hey I unpopular opinion I'm a supporter of email threads um because I think it's an opportunity for us to once again it's hard out here and if we all got to commiserate together we hey hey that's how I feel but no I just yeah. meant I've been on email threads since freshman year Ananda from Hollis you remember that email thread from convocation the community? I remember all email threads <laughs> it's a one you. semester cycle so I'm not against them I'm not against them. It's just every year. It's all, I think where I get sad about the email threads is that somehow it gets unsisterly real quick. At first it's going well, and then somebody gets upset. And then you're like, what happened to the unity? What happened to the sisterhood? We have lost the plot. (laughs) We have lost the plot because now people are sending emojis via email to all of us. So, and yes, it's happened. My thing is, if if y'all finna do an email thread, be united. And if you don't want to see that email thread, ignore it. <laughs> but that's all I have to said say. we need to form a union, essentially. <laughs> so it's time to organize. Hey, if you want to do it, I'm just saying, be united or don't. Because to reply after and not be united with your siblings, how are you? How is this helping people? How is this helping you? Like, that's all I have to say about the email threads. Either if you're gonna do it, be united. If not. Clearly, this has really been on her heart, so we're we're happy to be space <laughs> for it. Hey, like what what I just said, we're talking about how hard it is, the exactly. reality of things, but yeah, the yeah. conflicts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always going to be perfect, guys. Um, but yeah, just how just legacy means honesty to me in a time of crisis for the blue record for difficult dialogues for Spellman. Spellman, Spellman, Spellman as a whole. We need to be honest about what we're experiencing. Um, Ananda, first of all, I will cry right now. I will cry. <laughs> Thank you. Like, be, 
cultivating this community, being very intentional about who I align with has been the greatest gift because if anyone knows me about the past year, I have vocalized plenty of times that I cannot <laughs> and I will not. One thing that I always um, recommend and I am an advocate for is rest. Take a nap, do some yoga. Because when it was hard for me, I had to be the one to say, stop. <laughs> like I know this culture that we've cultivated in Spelman being this premier prestigious institution where we are go-getters kind of is a detriment to our health. And it kind of makes us keep going even though our body's telling us to stop. And I don't want to ever have anyone get to the point where we have to have our bodies make us stop because we don't know our limits or we try to push past our boundaries. So even as I've done great things with you all and um, individually, I also want to assert the power of rest and the power of knowing when to just back, step back and take care of yourself. I think the legacy of Spellman and the legacy of this podcast, it needs to be or continue to be about limits and boundaries and rest, especially in this virtual space where we see the breaching of boundaries and limits and grace. I don't know if y'all follow the Nat Ministry on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, but they give like real, like it's real, like encouraging people to nap, like as a spiritual, emotional, mental, like practice. That is especially important. And I love their little you know, drops of wisdom and just encouraging, like your ancestors want you to take a nap because period. Yes. yes, my ancestors' widest dream was to nap and therefore I will do that for them. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you all. I think that this last virtual year for me has been really wild. Um, I mean, I'm not, that's not saying anything revolutionary. It's been like absolutely ridiculous for everyone. But when I think about what legacy looks like going through something that ridiculous. I guess still going through something. We're all inside. We're not in person, you know, filming this together. But I think it really looks like what Ananda said about like being honest about where you are. And I'm so proud of the things that we've like built through this podcast. Um, but the reason that I love is because we have a community to be like, I cannot do it today um, someone else and like building those sort of relationships ultimately you know regardless of our like huge I don't say hoop dreams but hoop dreams about like what we hope for the podcast to be and everyone want to achieve the most important thing to me has been like our relationships um and I think that is a perfectly valid and wonderful dream and aspiration is just like to come out of this experience with people that you like love and respect um and on a very basic level like that's kind of all that matters to me and so if that can be the legacy of the podcast and like the work that we do together then I'm over the moon and like perfectly proud of it and I think that when we're in moments of crisis and everyone is sort of reevaluating their priorities ultimately that's what I've come out of this valuing so that's what I hope that we can continue as a team and as a community at Spelman as a whole. I agree I think you all touched on wonderful things and I think my last contribution to it would be legacy and crisis means to be willing to pivot but not to compromise. I think we've all had to pivot 
throughout this from us, for those who are back home, as you all see, I'm in my childhood bedroom, for those who've had to um, take on work and school, for those who've had to parent and take on school, for those who are teaching and parenting, we've all had to pivot, make adjustments. But my hope is that in doing those pivotings, we haven't compromised who we are, our needs, our wants, our boundaries. So I think that can define a legacy in crisis, your ability to pivot yet not compromise. And I feel like the Blue Record, we pivoted. For those who did not know, we were going to have a podcast studio and we're still building it. I won't be a part of that process. Um, <laughs> I, I Hopefully I will see it in May 2022 when I come back to march across the arch. But, um, you know, we had plans and then we were evacuated. And let me tell you, I am a planner. My mother will tell you I am a planner and that if my plans go left, I get anxious. If my plans go right, I get nervous. But then this pandemic has taught me, and I'm not saying this in joyful words, it, it's pushed me rather to pivot, but yet not compromise. And I would say all of our initiatives from Urge with You Are Over Hollis, Difficult Dialogues, Spellman, I think all of us are trying to do that. And I hope it reflects in the legacies and what people will see and say in the future. Wow, that was a great one. I don't know how I pulled that up. Stellar. Mm. Well, with only five minutes to spare, you guys, I'm really impressed. We did an hour long episode. I know. We've come a long way since our first episode, which I'm pretty sure, shout out to our editing team, it's probably going to be like, it was longer than that, but it seemed to be about like three hours without being cut. <laughs> oh, we did take time, but I'm thankful we took time today to have this conversation. First, I want to say thank you to everyone who joined us on this YouTube live. Shout out to all of you for joining us for our first live episode. It is my hope prayer that the next live episode will be in person and on campus. So we'll send a thought. Let's make it work out. Special thanks to our adult support podcast. It, okay, I was making sure my um, audio wasn't. I'm good? Good. You, we can hear you now. Yeah, you're good. Perfect. Special shout out to our adult supporters, Dr. Cynthia Neal Spence, the social justice director at Spelman, Ms. Pamela Stegall, our social justice program coordinator, Ms. Ashley Washington, who's over Spelman Communications social media, Ms. Holly Smith, who is our advisor and the Spelman College archivist, and someone who's been in my corner, Gabrielle Horton, class of 2012, who is a podcasting producer who's been sending me love and encouragement and words of wisdom on how to navigate and strengthen this team. To all of the other adult supporters from our family members, to our professors. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, this is a time where I will say, please stream and tune in to The Blue Record. We are streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Are we still on Stitcher? I'm gonna go ahead and say we are. Stream us everywhere. And when you do stream us, please leave a 
review. We are also on Google Podcast. Here's the thing about the reviews. The more people who leave reviews, the more people get exposed to who we are. Fun fact, Dr. Campbell left a review, a five-star review. If she can do it, you can too. That's not a trademark advertisement. Don't get me in trouble. <laughs> um, next, follow us on all social media platforms at The Blue Record. And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn because we're professional. Also, go to our website at www.thebluerecordpodcast.com. We put a lot of care and love into all of our social media and sites. Want to connect with you we want to hear with you as we said earlier listen to the podcast submit to the blog and for those who are current students at Spelman and for those who will you know join us class of 2025 this is for you as well please join our podcast team as Hollis and I mentioned earlier we are graduating which means there is space and this podcast needs you we need you our new member application went out on Monday, but we will send a reminder email to all current students. For those who are in class of 2025, you will have the opportunity to apply again as an intern in the fall. I believe those are all of my announcements. Team, it's time for us to sign off. Before we do, I'm so sorry. Oh, never mind. Can I'm going to plug the Difficult Dialogues Instagram. So we're oh, yeah. at Difficult Dialogues underscore SC. Oh, before we really go, follow Social Justice, Spellman Social Justice on Instagram and Twitter, I believe. Um, stay connected. Social Justice is on Spellman College's website. And if you go there to the website, you will see all the different flagship organizations, such as Difficult Dialogues, Urge, which is our reproductive justice initiative, of course, the Blue Record, and all of the many wonderful initiatives that we lead and support. Bahalas, take us out. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is so fun. And keep listening because we're super smart and great. And we say a lot of great things very regularly. So listen to the podcast. And I'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Signing off. <laughs>